Welcome to Ayurvedic Healing and Beyond podcast. My name is Vignesh Devaraj, an Ayurvedic doctor and holistic health coach. Each week we share wisdom or interview an inspiring personality to guide you become your healthiest self. Remember, your health is your greatest asset. If you are interested to learn about Agni and Ojas, which is the Ayurvedic approach for enhancing metabolism and vitality, I'm holding an online interactive webinar on the 27th of September. This will be an opportunity to learn about the fundamentals of Ayurveda in enhancing digestion, healthy eating habits, improving gut health, basics of Ayurvedic nutrition and steps to enhance vitality. According to Ayurveda, the whole purpose of any therapy is to protect the agni of a person. Please find the details of this webinar in the show notes of this podcast. In today's episode I'm interviewing Poojita Shetty, a childbirth and a pregnancy fitness educator, on how to prepare for a comfortable pregnancy and normal delivery. We also discuss how to minimize the need for cesarean sections and how to overcome morning sickness and to what extent a pregnant woman must exercise and move. A very interesting interview with lots of insights for expecting parents. Now we go over to Poojita. Thank you so much, Poojita, for being a part of my podcast. I'm so looking forward for this interview with you. Thank you so much, Doctor. It's a pleasure indeed to be a part of the podcast. And I hope the information that we talk reach out to all the people and, and they benefit from it. Thank exactly. you once again. So, Poojita, so tell me about your story. You know, I heard that you were an engineer and then you had a U-turn in your life and getting into childbirth and assisting so many women to have natural birthing. So, what was that change what was the trigger that made you go through this change? Well, I think uh, a lot of uh, enlightenment comes from personal experience. I think it was the birth of my children, uh, uh, which sort of, you know, uh, had had me with a lot of unanswered questions. Uh, I had a relatively very good pregnancy uh, right up till the end of, uh, you know, the delivery of the babies and especially with my first daughter. I ended up having an emergency C-section because, you know, I had a very, very long labor and I had so many interventions as well for, you know, the birth of my first daughter. And it left me with so many unanswered questions. Um, And I really didn't know about this whole childbirth education profession being in existence or it was just emerging because this was about 12 years ago. Uh, And then with my second daughter, I was very very adamant to you know not go the c-section route and i made sure that you know i i got the doctor who would support me uh, you mean the cesarean section yes c-section is cesarean section yeah so uh, uh, i found a doctor who would support me with a normal birth and uh, and i was lucky enough to have a vaginal delivery and even even though I, I was able to have a normal birth per se, it still had interventions and and it again left me with a whole bunch of questions. I wasn't sure which was the right thing to do. And in the meantime, we kind of moved to Bombay because of my husband's work. And there I was lucky enough to meet a friend of mine who is a very well-established childbirth educator. And that is how you know, my stars aligned and I'm, and I'm so happy to be a part of, you know, this profession and, and just to like handhold and, you know, help expectant families. It's, it just gives me 100% satisfaction, you know. Uh, 
and that is one thing i can say just to be there you know uh, ultimately the happiness is of the mother and the father and you know just to be a part of that journey and to make sure that you know that journey is meaningful to both of them and they are able to connect with each other better and also with their unborn child is is priceless i think so i'm happy to be a part of this profession and be a certified childbirth educator today well that's fantastic and you say it with a lot of passion thank you <laughs> so so pujita you said that you know the first delivery was a cesarean section and uh, you were not happy with that and today we see that uh, okay i read in articles that in many of the private hospitals if the number of deliveries are comparatively less the percentage of cesarean section is higher but i don't know the exact numbers but this is what i hear uh so what is your take on that and do you think we are overdoing or over trusting the cesarean section and when actually for millenniums you know if we humans give birth naturally and then suddenly somebody comes and says you need to do it with a knife uh, and why is it that we uh, you know we have to depend on such a artificial way of delivering babies i know it's well see we can't completely demonize cesarean sections right mm -hmm. um, um when before uh, before birth was a very very private affair mm -hmm. right the woman who was laboring or was going to give birth was supported by a group of women she was in a very very private familiar setting and generally around she had people who she trusted Mm. you know or who had the wisdom to uh, help her deliver or you know may born birth her baby uh, what happened with that situation was there were a lot of deaths so that is why you know an old saying goes you know during the time of birth the laboring mother had one leg on earth and one leg in the heaven because that is how uh, dangerous birth was mortality was very high so what happened was you know uh, with with the development and medicalization of you know the entire uh, uh, what medicine yes and the, yeah medicalization of uh, you know how we are supposed to take care and the influence of you know europeans and western medicine what has come uh, come to believe is that you know the mortality and morbidity has gone down but unfortunately over the years what has happened is c sections have been overused Mm. you know uh, you know it could be because of you know a, a lot of uh, a lot of issues where doctors faced wherein you know uh, patients were suing doctors doctors having to be answerable about you know why you know something went wrong with the mother and baby whereas the c section was a more sort of you know predictable uh, sort of operation isn't it you knew what the outcomes were you knew what the risks were mm. but where those risks communicated to the mother or the family right mm. so that is where there is a gap wherein the the expectant families do not have complete information what are the benefits of course we know ultimately the baby is born but it is associated with many many maternal and neonatal risks mm -hmm. it is so important to be aware of those facts like i said c section do have their benefits but then we need to be aware that you know birth has to be done in a, as normal a process as it can be because you know one thing that hasn't changed from the beginning of time is how we birth babies right and uh, 
we need to prepare for birth it you know we cannot be in a situation where you know we just take one day at a time and we see how things go because you know a doctor is actually trained to sort of you know not not sort of support a normal physiology a doctor is is trained to sort of see where they need to step in mm -hmm. they are not trained to trust the mother who's laboring you know they are uh, they are trained to step in to sort of see that oh there is this particular thing has happened the mother is not able to cope or the labor is you know not progressing so these are the interventions so if you do not have a continuous dialogue with your care provider the doctor will do what is routine in his or her care practice mm -hmm. right so it is very important that you have that communication going another important statistic that i would like to like to you know bring about uh, to the notice of you know our listeners is that you know uh, who recommends that the average cesarean section in any particular hospital should be under 15% but in india the average average 15 that oh, is right 15%, 15%. Yes. whereas in india the average average cesarean section rate is at 45% in private hospitals which wow. goes to say that one which in every two or, yes one in every two or three women is birthing her baby via a cesarean section which is such a tragedy which is such a tragedy it is just going to say that you know we are not trusting the mother we are not trusting the mother's capability mm -hmm. you know so we need to you know put the put the decision making in the mother's hands she knows best what is good for her what is good for the baby and if we don't do that we are going to sort of jeopardize the generations ahead isn't mm. it because birth has has a, a lasting imprint not only on the mother but also on the baby how the baby is introduced or welcomed into our world is so important it has so many psychological effects on the child and if we don't do it in the right manner we are going to jeopardize the future generations and we need to stop that we need to make sure that you know families are aware of what healthy birth practices are what they can do to avoid cesarean sections and how they can negotiate or you know make sure that they build a constant rapport with their care provider to make sure that you know birth is as normal and as natural as possible wow oh, oh, i'm quite uh, shocked with the fact that 45% is uh, is the percentage of cesarean section in private hospital and that too it's the average so in, in some hospitals it could be more and some it could be much less yes and this is the nationwide this is the average according to the national family health survey for 2015-16 for 18 and 19 they haven't been published yet and i'm sure the numbers are a lot higher considering the pandemic situation wherein a lot of covid positive mothers were forced into having cesarean sections it was such a tragedy mm -hmm. so but things are getting better so hopefully so, i mean the purpose of this interaction is to bring more awareness so pujita uh, how would you I mean uh, knowing what you learned all these you know and also supporting and being a certified child birth specialist i mean what would you recommend a woman who wants to be pregnant and deliver a baby what are the things that she has to keep in mind so that she has a smooth pregnancy and a normal de delivery and okay certain 
certain situations, you know, C-section is uh, unavoidable, you know, because we need to save the mother and the child. But right. uh, as we said, you know, the purpose is we are overdoing it. So how can we minimize that overdoing and do it only judiciously where it is really required? So the question sure. is, what steps she has to keep in mind so that she can avoid many of the situations where she will be forced to do a C-section? Yes. That's a great question, doctor. So uh, before I answer that question, what I would like to definitely put out in the forefront is that, you know, birth is more a process oriented than an outcome based process. Right. Uh, when do things go wrong? When do things go wrong is when uh, we are lacking in awareness. We are lacking in awareness of uh, what the whole process of birth entails. You know, sometimes there is a miscommunication between the doctors and you. So it is so very important in this day and age because birth has become such a technocratic and a medicalized process. It is so important to discuss with your doctor because, you know, research suggests that, you know, patients who ask questions, voice concerns and are actively engaged during any of their doctor's visits have a higher and a better medical outcome. So it is so important to ask the right questions. And even if you don't have the right questions, put forth whatever fears, whatever doubts you have, so that your doctor knows where you're coming from. So in the process, you also understand what the doctor's fears are, what are their policies in terms of, you know, uh, how they uh, kind of, you know, treat you. So it's very, very important that you understand the doctor's point of view and the doctor also is aware of what your expectations are from your pregnancy journey and birth experience. Now, the WHO recommends healthy birth practices that one must follow or as much as they can. And the very, very first thing to avoid a cesarean section is very, very key during pregnancy is to make sure that you have good nutrition. Good nutrition plays a very, very important role. And another thing that's very, very key is to keep active. You know, the, the beauty of pregnancy is when you get pregnant, your body automatically transfer transforms into a the body of a professional athlete, right? There's twice the volume of blood flowing in your body. Your heart rate goes up. Your respiration, respiration goes up. Your metabolic system is also... Is, is in a very sort of, you know, heightened state. So you want to make sure that, you know, you keep up with your body. Now, what would a professional athlete do to make sure that, you know, he or she is in their optimum sort of, you know, state is making sure, like I said, their nutrition is optimum. Uh, they're constantly exercising. Uh, they make sure that they go get good sleep. Sleep is so very, very key because it helps in restoring your body, not just your body, your mind. And you know, it sort of rewires your body to make sure it covers or compensates for any damage that has happened on that day. Also, you, they also surround themselves with positive people. So you have to be in that bubble of positivity because it's so very, very important. You know, they say that labor is more in the mind than actually being a physical process. So it's actually training your mind to make sure that, you know, you are able to cope with the demands of, you know, labor when you get there. Pregnancy, what we must also be aware is that, you know, Pregnancy, you need to enjoy the journey, like I said. Pregnancy is all of nine months. 
and labor is maybe 24 hours to 36 hours labor is the last part it's like you know the final but we we ignore the entire journey and just focus on labor and the pain that comes with labor you know that is something that we can cope we must uh, there is this beautiful quote that you know i read online saying that you know as a mother you must think of your body as an instrument really but it's actually the journey of the baby isn't it it's so beautiful so you have to train yourself to be that perfect instrument so that baby has the right journey into this world so what what would you what wouldn't you do to do that isn't it so key things to keep in mind during pregnancy i just want to round off is you know make sure that you have optimum nutrition make sure your your diet is rich in protein as indians our diet is very carb intensive so make sure that you know you have a lot of protein lot of iron iron is very very key because you know uh, there is blood loss and you also want to make sure that there is a lot of oxygen that is you know moving in your body you want to make sure that that beautiful rich oxygen oxygenated blood reaches your baby so iron is a very very key component make sure you're hydrated doctors generally recommend that you must have at least two and a half liters of water i say listen to your body you know if you think you need to drink water drink water and you know make sure that you know you balance it out so your body will tell you when you require water listen to your body and drink so sometimes you might drink less than 2 liters sometimes you there'll be days when you drink more than 2 liters and that's totally fine there's nothing to worry um so it's not just about diet the food that we take in also the diet that you know keeps our mental health is also very 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 important make sure that you know you think positive uh, you make uh, even if you don't make the right decisions it is fine but make sure it is thought through mm-hmm. right make sure you meditate do all that uh, keeping yourself active is very very key it is a myth that you know once you get pregnant that you have to stay still sit in one place eat for two don't move don't squat no when you are pregnant you have to have to exercise twice the amount very 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 key to make sure that your labor is going smoothly now let's let's fast forward and reach birthday which mm-hmm. is you know you're going through labor so what are the things that you will do one of the key key uh, uh, primary uh, healthy birth practices that you know you will labor wait for labor to start spontaneously right your body knows how to birth your baby so why don't you tune in for first time mothers um, the estimated due date is a very 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 crucial date because you know they get so nervous there is so much hype around that due date you know it is just an estimated that's why i use that word estimated it's an mm-hmm. estimated date it is not the exact date for first time mothers there is an 80% chance of the baby's being born either 2 weeks before or 2 weeks after okay so it has to be the birth month hmm. and how many babies are born on the estimate on the due date only 4% wow. so please remember it is your birth month that is key and your baby can be born two week two weeks on either side of your due date so it is very very key that we learn to listen to our body wait for labor to start spontaneously uh, that is one of the key things to sort of you know avoid uh, a c section now 
once your once your labor has started you want to labor at home for as long as possible research has shown and you know there's enough evidence that states that if you go to the hospital early it you are susceptible to a lot more interventions because you know you have so many eyes on you uh, you have a lot of sort of you know instruments around you and people tend to get panicky and they follow the routine procedures that are set for that hospital mm. now those procedures may not be suitable for you isn't it so you want to make sure that you labor at home for as long as possible there there are rules it's the 411 rule where your contractions are 4 minutes apart they last for a minute and you see this pattern for one hour that's when you can go to the hospital so you you would have dilated enough to avoid any of the initial interventions like as you know uh, like inductions or you know breaking off your uh, amniotic waters and things like that another thing that is very very key for you to remember is that continuous support to have continuous support is associated with improved and excellent maternal outcomes when you have that constant one on one emotional support who's rooting for you whose energy is so positive who knows to do the right thing you know they say that you know it helps the mother sort of cope with her sort of uh, you know labor surges much better so these are the few things that you know you want to sort of keep in mind another thing that is very very key is movement mm. use gravity use gravity to lie down when you think you are feeling tired but constantly move when you are in labor these are the things that you know are they are called healthy birth practices mm -hmm. and they help labor progress at a steady pace uh, now i definitely want to bring to your attention what are the absolute reasons why we have to have a cesarean section uh, some of the absolute reason is cord prolapse when the when the umbilical cord uh, falls before the baby mm. so that is an absolute case uh, uh, before the baby is born in the vaginal canal when the cord falls before the baby's head so that is an absolute reason an unavoidable reason for a cesarean section the other uh, different uh, reasons are severe hemorrhage mm -hmm. uh, due to placenta previa or placenta abruption different presentations of the birth like transverse presentation wherein the baby is lying uh, perpendicular to the vaginal canal so mm -hmm. that kind of a presentation definitely requires a c section uh, a lot of uh, obgyns are not trained for breech deliveries breech is when the baby's bottom or baby's feet are towards the the vaginal canal rather than the head presentation which is the normal presentation a lot of midwives and lot of home births do uh, do these kind of births naturally but so if you have a breech birth there are ways where you can turn the baby to get the head to the right position or there are doctors who do breech births so when you are in such a situation do find a doctor there will be somebody who will you know help you have a normal birth but otherwise that is another reason for a, a cesarean section another major reason is a major cephalopholic uh, disproportion what is a cephalopholic depression uh, disproportion is when the baby's head is does not fit into the mother's pelvis mm -hmm. now this is an extremely extremely rare condition in today's day and age this only happens if the mother 
was exposed to malnutrition during her growing up years. <clears throat> Otherwise, this is a situation that is overdiagnosed. You cannot, you cannot uh, predict or you cannot tell exactly the size of the baby's head in an ultrasound or in any sort of, you know, a sonography or things like that. So if a doctor tells you, please, that, you know, the baby's head is much, does not fit into the mother's pelvis, please go for a second opinion. Another reason which is, extremely overdiagnosed because of you know the the continuous electronic fetal monitoring you know it's that belt that is around the mother's belly to monitor the baby's heartbeat during different contractions so that causes fetal distress and that misdiagnosis mm -hmm. because you know during a contraction the baby's heartbeat falls and uh, it is highly misdiagnosed and fetal distress is one of the reasons why there are so many cesarean sections so these are the only reasons why you could have a cesarean section. Uh, invalid reasons for cesarean section is low amniotic fluid, cord around the neck, big baby, mother has gestational diabetes, high BP, or if she is obese, post-due date, baby is not engaged, or you know, any time before or during labor, these are all not indications for cesarean sections. So please be aware of uh, what what are the reasons your care provider gives you for a cesarean section versus which are the valid reasons for a cesarean section uh, so one thing that i want to ask is uh, okay now we covered all the questions when it comes to how you know how to avoid c-section and the worst case scenarios where c-section must be done you know that otherwise it could lead to severe complications now you spoke about fitness or exercise and nutrition so when it comes to movement this is one thing that you were reiterating like movement is so important today they say that okay once you're pregnant don't move you know some families they take care of the woman like movement should be restricted because uh, the next generation is coming out to what extent is the movement that we need until what month should we do that well, ideally, ideally, uh, you can start uh, exercising after the first trimester because the first trimester is a very crucial period where the embryo is sort of, you know, finding its place, you know, in the beautiful sort of uh, uterine wall. So you want to minimize movement so that, you know, the baby or the embryo finds a suitable point in the in the uterine wall. So I'm not saying don't do everything your normal activity, but you might want to bring down your exercise levels if you're a person who, you know, uh, kind of exercises a lot. You might want to take it a little slow in that first trimester. See, we need to understand that, you know, the, um, the endurance for labor, that the woman needs to have the stamina to run a marathon, which mm. is 42 kilometers. Okay. Wow. Now, if you want to prepare, Right. If you want to make sure that you run that marathon, won't you prepare? Anybody would, isn't it? Because, you know, you want to give it your best shot. So it's the same thing. So when we say fitness during pregnancy, what one should focus on is improving their endurance, stamina and flexibility. Right. We need to make sure that, you know, these three things are taken care of. So when I say endurance, you want to make sure that, you know, you want to do you want to uh, do movements that, you know, that 
that you can hold for a really long time. Like, you know, there are a lot of yoga asanas that you want to make sure that you hold, you're able to focus and focus on your breath. Mm-hmm. Why do you know you do that? Another thing that you want to make sure is that, you know, you don't do any sort of twisting or twisting movements from your hips, mm-hmm. right? You want to make sure that you completely rotate your body from your ankles, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, you have your ligaments which are supporting your uterus. So any sort of twisting that you do and your lower, your lumbar, your lumbar back as and your ligaments that are supporting uh, your uterus which are uh, holding it down to the pelvis you want to make sure that you don't twist them you want to keep make sure that your hips are as balanced as possible so you want to be very careful about the movements that you make um, flexibility is very 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 key your pelvic flow which is your vaginal opening during birth expands to 200 almost 250 percent so you want to make sure that you know you do movements that in, improve the flexibility mm-hmm. of your pelvic floor. Uh, you do not want to sort of you know do a high uh, or you know too much of running or sort of you know high contact sports because you want to keep make sure that your pelvic floor is healthy. The tension. What is your pelvic floor? The pelvic floor is the muscle that connects the front of your uh, your. Uh, pelvis or your hips to the back to the tailbone right and that that muscle that muscle houses your bladder your uterus and your rectum so it is holding three important organs so you want to make sure that you know you to manage the tension you want to make sure that you you learn to make your pelvic floor as flexible as possible. You do not want to uh, do high contact sports like you know running or kicking because the tension of the pelvic floor is what you are born with. Okay, you cannot improve it. You can only make it worse. So you want to make sure that you exercise it enough so that the tone of that muscle is maintained. So those are the key things that you want to make sure you do want. You do not want to you know do back bends because you know. Uh, during pregnancy your abdominal muscles in the front separate mm-hmm. right so you want to make sure that you know you do a lot of diaphragmatic breathing so that your entire core is activated because those are the muscles that you use during labor as well so make sure you focus on key muscle groups make sure that you improve your endurance it can be just walking you know just just you can walk up to 10 kilometers a day and then nothing will happen to you you know i mean so when you say it, it's like a marathon i think you need that <laughs> yeah you definitely you definitely need to improve your endurance your stamina and your flexibility these are the key things that you have to focus on any tips on you know uh, some women are afraid of morning sickness so is there something that uh, you recommend to prevent that or if something happens what all can she keep in her daily routine sure morning sickness mothers you usually experience it only in the first trimester and little into the second trimester that's because of a hormone called as hcg which is a pregnancy sustaining hormone and that hormone is usually high when the mother gets pregnant so what does morning sickness generally tell us right so when we get morning sickness we are so paranoid we're so upset right morning sickness is a condition of the stomach isn't it you're not able to down anything that you eat fragrances sort of you know irritate you so what does it mean so the so so in traditional Chinese medicine, I also sort of, you know, uh, read a lot about, uh, you know, Ayurveda and I also read about traditional Chinese medicine and, and I kind of have tied them, you know, with pregnancy and 
I see it resonates so beautifully. So in traditional Chinese medicine, medicine, there are various emotions associated with different important organs in our body. And the uh, emotion that's associated with the stomach is overthinking. Mm. Overthinking or, uh, or overanalyzing anxiety, right? So when the mother is anxious, mothers who are generally over-anxious tend to have a little bit of uh, 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 nausea. Nausea or morning sickness, like you mentioned, you know, that is the condition. So you want to make sure that you pay attention to the thoughts, mm. right? You want to make sure that you bring yourself to the present. It's so important because, you know, uh, pregnancy and having birth definitely, you know, requires a lot of planning. You know, you're thinking of so many different angles, family, husband dynamics, you know, your future and things like that. But it's so important to take one day at a time. Mm -hmm. So whenever you have these experiences, always draw your attention back to the present. Okay. So that's how you sort of train your mind. Now, what do you do in terms of your diet? So the first trimester is very, very key. You want to make sure that you're eating extremely light foods. Okay. Um, mostly in a sort of a watery consistency like kichdi or, you know, curd rice, something that's not spicy at all. So you want to make sure that you're eating extremely simple foods. Mm -hmm. Okay. You might want to avoid diary and things like that. Very, very good food for the stomach is pomegranate, uh, chiku, sapota, you know, it's a very common tropical fruit that you get in India. Those are very, very good foods. Not only that, also, it also helps to increase the iron level. So that's also... Iron as well. Yes, yes. but And it's also a very, very soothing food for the stomach. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, also very, very good is we all know anything that happens with the stomach is ginger. So mm -hmm. I always recommend my mothers, you know, to always drink warm water and in, infuse the water with ginger uh, or fennel seeds or somph uh, as per your taste. And another thing that's very, very, very helpful is lemon peel, not lemon juice, but lemon peel. Uh, you want to make yeah, the outer the peel of the lemon. You peel the lemon, add it to the water, and let it infuse the water and drink that water. Very, very soothing and helps uh, sort of uh, remedy a lot of the morning sickness uh, oh, condition. That's, that's fantastic info. Anything else that you would like to add when it comes to, you know, a, a smooth pregnancy and a normal delivery? Yeah, I mean, I think we've covered a lot, but, you know, I just want to summarize and say that, you know, uh, birth is something that you cannot leave till the end. It's very, very important that, you know, we leave mothers with memorable birth experiences because you know in today's day and age a lot of women are left with trauma after birth and uh, when we have so many resources that are available to help you um, make sure that you empower yourself with the information uh, about birth about your pregnancy also ensure that you get the right birth team your birth team involves your care provider your spouse and anybody who's supporting you make sure that everybody's energy around you is in tune with yours right mm -hmm. if there's you know it, even in life you know if somebody's energy is against you it brings you down you know they don't have to say a word so make sure that you educate everybody around you about the kind of birth that you want to receive the experience and care you want to get from your care provider very very important support plays such an important role in the ultimate experience throughout pregnancy and also labor and birth mm -hmm. 
mm. and very very key postpartum as well so get the right education get the right support make sure you're eating right keep yourself active what more do you need be happy so important right be happy enjoy it's a real miracle that you you know you're experiencing you know write a journal so important you know i always tell my moms journal every milestone or or any feeling because you know when your baby is 5 years old it will be such a pleasure to just go through the journal and you know tell your child what you had experienced when you were you know nourishing and nurturing that child another key thing that i definitely want to say is you know from the time of conception 1001 days from the time of conception is called the golden period okay mm. so every influence you know physiological physical spiritual you know not uh, the, the food that you in the you nourish the baby everything is dependent on the influences around that baby you know so make sure that you sensitize the baby with the right emotions right thoughts because you know it is so important that you know we bring children to this world you know happily and positively i think you know if you want the world to change it it is it is our responsibility mm -hmm. <laughs> so that is how that is how i would like to summarize this oh, that's wonderful talk. in ayurveda <laughs> uh, a pregnant woman is called a dauhrita the word dauhrita means uh, a body which has two hearts and uh, how beautiful is that exactly yeah. and that's the support that you need uh, you know because you have to take care of two hearts so it's as uh, the respect that you give to a dauhrita is as equivalent to how you respect a god yes 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 you know i always tell my mothers you know it's like you are a temple and you literally have a little god or goddess within you so or you know not just a temple any sort of you know uh, a, a religious sort of you know such a place uh, it could be a church or it could be anything you know so when you go to your religious place what would you do you would make sure that you have positive thoughts you would be in a very thankful state of mind isn't it you would keep yourself clean you would make sure that you know you're always positive thinking happy smiling so do that every day because as a woman who's expecting you are that sacred place you are that sacred being so give yourself that attention take care of yourself and make sure you bring that beautiful spiritual soul you know in a good in a good educated empowered way mm -hmm. that's fantastic thank you so much pooja that was i really enjoyed this uh, discussion that we have and how can people reach out to you and what's the best way they can connect with you and if you also provide some online support yes uh, you know because of the pandemic most of my support has been online um i have my instagram page and it goes by kambirth.india um you can reach me through that you can also reach me on my email kambirth.india@gmail.com and that i will email. definitely include these details in the show notes so if people can reach out to you and also to get your inputs to all the to be wanting uh, pregnant and to be a mother woman so looking forward thank you so much doctor it's a pleasure i really i really enjoy your work and it's such an honor to be here with you and have this discussion thank you so much welcome pooja that's also i'm happy to you know 
bring the message of people like you to the world so that more and more such we all need to trust our body and today that is the trust that we need to bring it back that is so true that is so true i second that doctor thank, thank you. you so much thank you thank you